Last week I spoke to you about God speaks to us principally through his word. Secondly, God speaks to us by the voice of his spirit. Today I want to tell you two more things. These two, I want to tell you, are actually the most common. They're the most what? Common. So in your life, you are going to see this a lot more. This is how the Holy Spirit leads us a lot more. Now, the most secure is the Holy Spirit leading you through his word. That's the most secure, the safest one. But this one is the most common one. Because the reason why it's the most common is that many of the decisions we have to make, the word of God does not directly speak to it. Should I go to Alberta? Should I stay in Ontario? I met this guy online. He's in London. What should I do? Well, the Bible doesn't, there's no scripture for that. But this is the principal way the Holy Spirit will not lead you. So, let's look at it. So, I'll call this one number three, because I did two last week. Number three, the witness of your spirit. Witness of the spirit. Let's do this. Witness of the spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to It is the most common. Somebody say common. The most common way, the, the Holy Spirit, God leads you. Please, please, I beg you, please listen to me. Because if you are going to, if you are ever going to be successful in your work with God, in your Christian experience, this, you have to know this. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16. As many as are led, led by who? They are the sons of God. That means they have experienced the new birth. He's not talking about gender. He's talking about he came to his own, his own did not receive him, but as many as received him to them, he made, gave the right to become sons of God or children of God. John chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. So, talking about people that have experienced the new birth, they're called sons of God. Keep going, verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. So God has adopted into his family, so you can legally now call God, Almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. You can now legally call him Father and feel confident. And the reason why you can do that is because his Holy Spirit is in you now that you're born again. Are you still here? On this side, are you following me? All right, now look at the next verse. The Spirit himself, that's the Holy Spirit now, bears witness. But witness with what? With our spirit. This is one of the ways that the Holy Spirit leads you, the most common ways, bearing witness. So, here I am. I'm looking for a job. Suddenly, I get two, two wonderful opportunities. One is from BMO, and the other one just came in, you know, from uh, you know, McKinsey, or, you know, or Deloitte, you know, you know, or Pricewaterhouse. And this is, in, this is, in, you know, this is going to be in Alberta. It's about 50% more than the one I got for BMO. You know, they promised me this, promising that. They're going to train me, they're going to do that, and all of that. So they're all both good. They're good. You know, so what, what do I do? And, you know, what do I do now? Uh, Lord, what should I choose? Well, there's no scripture that says BMO. There's no scripture that says Pricewaterhouse. So how do you know which one you're going to choose? How do you know which one is the leading of God? The way you're going to know which one is the leading of God is most commonly is going to be by the witness of the Spirit. Witness. Are you following? So let's, let me explain this thing called the witness of the Spirit to you. The first thing you need to know in this verse is that the Spirit bears witness with what part of you? Come on, speak to me. What part of you? Spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. So this has nothing to do with your mind initially. Initially. Okay? 
Note the word initially. It has nothing to do with your mind initially. Thank you. So it bears witness with your spirit. So then this begs a question. Where is your spirit? What do you think? Someone said, my spirit is here. Someone said, my spirit is here. Someone said, here. Alone said, here. Okay. You are all right and you are all wrong. <laughs> why, why so? The Bible doesn't tell us where the spirit, our spirit is located, but it tells us something. It calls our spirit the hidden man of the heart. It's hidden. It's hidden in you, which means it's not obvious. Are you with me? It calls it the hidden man. The Bible also calls it the inward man. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Quickly, let's do it. Therefore, we do not lose that even though our outward man is perishing. So that's what we can see. But our inward man is being renewed day by day. Inward man. Okay, so this is the point. Stand up, David. Can you come, please? Come on, come on. Come. So let's do it now. But all of you face, just face this direction. All right. Okay, stay behind. That's okay. Stay a little bit more. All right. So here I am. Sorry. So here I am. I'm dealing with David. So when I'm dealing with David, what I'm doing now, I'm talking to him. We're having a conversation. We're having a relationship. I'm dealing with him, but what I'm actually seeing is his outer man. Are you following him? All I'm seeing right now, I'm dealing with is his what? Outer man. I'm judging him by his outer man. But really, the outer man, the outer man is just a desktop display of what is going on behind the scene. So when he, when he sees me and he's talking to me and he's, not, he's, feel, he's feeling somehow, he's not feeling somehow, he's not feeling me and I'm not feeling, I'm thinking, David, what's wrong with you? What is actually controlling that body expression is his soul that is within him. Okay? Maybe somebody has told him something about me that he didn't like. He felt I disappointed him or he just he was not happy with me. I can, his body is giving me expression. It's, I can feel that it's cold towards me. But all that coldness is happening not at his body level, but at his soul level. Are you hearing me now? It's happening because this soul has the will, the emotions, and the intellect, the mind. Okay? Okay? So all of that is going on there. But the Holy Spirit bears witness with our what? With our spirit, not our soul, not the body. Are you following now? But I cannot see. Now, scientists, medical doctors have mastered this body. Psychiatrists and psychologists, well, psychiatrists are doctors, but psychologists, they've, they've seen the soul. Nobody has ever seen the spirit of a man except God. Okay? It's quiet. Is this too deep for you? Nobody has seen the spirit. But the Holy Spirit doesn't bear witness with your soul. It bears witness with your what? Your spirit. Now, what happens then is that here you are now. You see a lady. You meet the lady. The lady likes you. You know, you know, you're bumpy. You know, you're bumpy. You know. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Come on, guys, now. Come on, now. They like, like the way you dress, like the way you dance. And I know you're a good dancer. You dance very well and all of that stuff. And that's good. All of that's your body. You know, and you, you crack jokes, you're funny, you have this good sense of humor. 
your soul. How do I know if this lady is going to be it? I'm talking from the Christian worldview. The way you're going to know it's not going to be the body. Your soul, your emotions now are already locked in. You can't eat. You can't drink. All you're thinking of is the girl. Your sister that is called Daniela and Emanuela, when you see them at home, you cannot remember their names. You want to call them, you call the name of the girl. Come on now, guys. Guys, don't do this to me. Come on, guys. Is anybody still here now? It's never happened to any one of you? Keep living, you will see. <laughs> no, that's what happens. So if he wants to make a decision, this thing is telling him, go ahead, what are you still waiting for? But the Holy Spirit bears witness with our, our spirit. So what has to happen, in an ideal world, the Holy Spirit right now, when you're born again, is now with your spirit, is coupled with your spirit. The Holy Spirit is living within your spirit. It's not touching your soul. Are you hearing me? So what happens then is that the Holy Spirit now takes what is of God the Father, transmits it to your spirit. Okay? Then your spirit, just place one hand on him. Your spirit now allows thoughts to flow from your spirit into your mind. Are you hearing me now? So the thoughts will flow intermittently and come off. It will flow intermittently and come off. And that's what you call the weakness of the spirit. It will flow intermittently and come off. That's the, thank you, guys. That's what you call the weakness of the spirit. That's, it, that's exactly what I've just shown you now. It will flow intermittently and come off. Intermittently. So what you will call, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I know it feels like it's the right thing to do, but I'm just feeling it. And you cannot logically explain it to anybody why you're feeling that way. It makes sense to go to the to take up the pricewaterhouse job in Alberta. It makes sense. But I just I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know. Someone said pray, but I prayed about it. The more I pray, but I just feel I just don't know. So, so why? Okay, tell me. Is it the salary? Is it the compensation? Look at the training. Look at that. I've looked at all of that. It's better, but I just don't know. That I just don't know, you are saying as a Christian, is the witness of the Spirit. The biggest mistake you can make is to override it. To say, and then you continue doing your work. And the Holy Spirit, every symbol of the Holy Spirit in the Bible is a gentle symbol. A dove Okay? It's not like the dogs you have in Africa sometimes. When the dog comes around and you say, go! And the dog goes to where? And comes, and comes again. No! A dove! When you see a dove, the dog moves back. It's very gentle bird. And doesn't come back again like that. In that fashion. So if you, if you do that to the Holy Spirit, it leaves you. It leaves it. It's still with you, but it leaves you in directing you in that format. Because you have made your choice. Because God will never override your will. Are you following? It will never override the will. You know, particularly young girls, when I, when I speak to young girls and they're talking to me about stuff, I say, so how do you feel? How do you feel about it? So, well, Pastor, honestly, I don't know. I really want to do it, but somehow I'm having what you would call, I'm having two minds. What you're calling two minds, you're actually right. You're having two minds. You're having your own mind and the mind of the spirit transmitted to your spirit. That's why you're having a dichotomy of thought. Is this too strong for you? 
That's why you're having that dichotomy. You're having, say, I'm in two minds. I don't know, Pastor, I really, I really want to do it. I don't, I don't know. I want to go, but kind of, I don't know. I just don't know. Some, if it's for ladies, sometimes you say, I, I, I have this feeling like butterflies. Pastor, I don't know if you understand. Like butterflies in my belly. I understand. I've had butterflies in my belly. I've had lizards in my belly. I've had all my lots of things in my belly before. But don't, the most important thing is that don't override it. What should I do when I'm feeling that way? Please write it down. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Because I don't want you to mess your life up. I've seen many people. I've done this thing for almost 22 years. I've seen many people destroy their lives. What should I do when I'm feeling that way? I'm in two minds. I'm not sure. I'm butterfly. Kind of like, I don't know. I can't put my finger to it. Some people even say, I can't put my finger to it. But I'm kind of like, just none. I'm still weighing it. The best thing for you to do is to wait. Write it down. Capital. Wait. Be patient. Wait. Be patient. Be patient. Don't be in a hurry. Don't make the decision at that point. Ask for more time. Tell them, give me more time. Give me more time. Now, so, even if this is the only thing I'm going to teach at this point today, because of our time, I'm happy just doing that. Listen. So, they tell you, please, you listen, we're going to make a decision by Friday. You've got to tell me by Friday. I've got to know. I've got to know this by Friday. That's it. If, uh, just, I, I, I understand. I get that. I'm Friday. Just, I would need a couple, like, 48 hours more. Is that okay? I just need, you know. Now, that time that you're waiting, W-A-I-T, wait, it does not mean you're loafing. So what do I do when I'm waiting then to know, to ascertain what is going on? Are you still with me? You want to know? Okay. What you have to do is to increase the sensitivity of your spirit and decrease the sensitivity of your body. Remember the illustration I showed you? You increase the sensitivity of what? Of your spirit and decrease what? Sensitivity of your body. The reason is because the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Let's try it. Galatians 5, 19? No. Start before, where it says that the spirit and the flesh are fighting each other. They lost in the Is it verse 14 or which one is it? 16 or yeah, that's the 17. For the flesh lost against the spirit. Give me the NLT version. Okay. Thank you. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants to do. Okay? And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite. So what happened the saying here is that the lost thing there is talking about fighting. So the the body wants to pull your soul and your spirit in one direction. Your spirit is cautioning and saying, no, let's follow the direction of the Holy Spirit in another direction. The, what you have to do is that you have to make a decision to help your spirit prevail over your body. Are you following now? Okay. So in other words, you have to, you have to, you have to rejig the equation to help your spirit to be more sensitive and to weaken your body. Do you know how you do that? Exactly. I'm going to tell you what you don't like to do. Fasting. Fasting. Huh? My brother. Fasting. <laughs> you understand? Uh, so what you now do then is that you say, okay, give me 48 hours. So what you now do is that 48 hours, give me 48 hours, 
what you now do is that within that 40 days, you now say, you know what, I'm going to take two days to fast. Fasting, and I'm not teaching on fasting today, but just quickly throw it out there. You could start from 12 midnight and break at 6 p.m. Okay, of the day. So 12 midnight tonight, say 6 p.m. Tomorrow, um, 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 tomorrow, 12 midnight today, 6 p.m. tomorrow, you abstain from food, but you can take water. Okay, take water as much as you want so that you can be hydrated. They tell me that you need about two liters of water in your, for your system, about two liters of water in your system every day to be well hydrated. Okay, so you take water, take water, but you can abstain from food. Someone say, I will die. No, you, you're, you're right. You're right also. You know, you, you're not. Someone say, if I don't eat, I will die. You're right. And that's exactly what God wants. He wants your flesh to die. Crucify the flesh. That's the part of it that he wants to die. So your spirit can come alive. <laughs> Do you understand? So I, say, I don't, but I don't like, I don't like this teaching, Pastor. This is not grace. This is works. Okay. Okay. Maybe, I'll, maybe that's the first series I will do next year for you. First Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Maybe I will do that series, so you will understand what grace really is. Okay, I'll teach on the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll teach on the love of God, the love of the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Then you really understand how this works very well. But let me just say at this point. Grace that is not that is not grace that is not appropriated with action, actionable work. It will be frustrated. First Corinthians 15:10. Grace that is not appropriated with actionable work or works is frustrated. I am what I am by the grace of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. The most important part of this sentence is the first comma. Not a full stop. It says comma. That means I'm still speaking. Don't jump. It said, and his grace towards me was not in vain, semicolon. Which means this thing can be in vain. The grace was towards other people that they, they, they misused it. So why, how come it was not in vain? Paul, what did you do to this that was not in vain? Keep going there. I did what? Labor. I thought you're not supposed to do any work if it's grace. He said, no, no. He said, I actually labored more abundantly than the apostles. He said, yet not I. It was when I opened up myself to the fact that I'm ready to do the work it will take, then the grace came upon me. So that grace enabled me to do the work, and the grace enabled me to be able to see the result. So I cannot ultimately, in the final analysis, claim that I succeeded by my power. It was the grace that was the author of my faith, and it was the grace that was the finisher of the same. Are you still with me? So if you've not done the fasting before and everything, you know, listen, let me do this to you. <laughs> because everything I'm teaching you, that things I have experienced, I know if a man has said to me, he said, Pastor, I like you, I like your teachings, I like everything about what you do. So many years ago, Pastor, I cannot fast. This fasting thing, Pastor, I've, I tried, I cannot. But you know, the amazing thing in life is, and I've, I've been there, I've been there. You can be in a situation in your life whereby it's not a matter of you fasting or having an option. You see food, you can't eat. Someone say, oh, well, Pastor, I don't get it. 
Just keep living. If, I pray not to you, but you will meet people that will have such stories. You will have the food in front of you. You cannot. Situations of life. Situations of life. Situations of life. So, the earlier is on the voluntary process so that you can avoid disasters. A woman sat in front of me. These are true life stories. A woman sat in front of me, was a member of House of Praise, was many, many, many years ago, many years ago, well before Ignite Church started, many years ago. And said to me, Pastor, I'm going to be getting married. Oh, I said, oh, praise God. Awesome. This is what we've been praying for. Fantastic. Can I meet the guy? I was looking forward to meeting the guy. Then um, he said, yeah, Pastor, you're going to be meeting the guy. So the guy came, and I met the guy. The guy came to my office. And we're having one of the, oh, so hard. Fantastic. What do you do? So the guy told me, so and so and so, oh, I'm, and I'm in this church. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Praise God. You know, this is my daughter. She's my you know, special daughter. Please take good care of her. And all of that. I was so excited seeing them. Then I asked, I don't know why, the Holy Spirit just prompted me to ask only one question. Then I saw the, how the guy got a bit, I saw his body language. That he got a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say upset, but he, 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 he was not favorably disposed. He was not favorably disposed anymore. So, <laughs> so I said, so I, I spoke to him, everything was nice. I didn't say much anymore. I just told the lady that um, later on that, you know, I, no, I can for a follow-up appointment. So the lady came back to see me. I told her, I said, you know what? This thing you're doing, you prayed about this, right? She said, oh, yeah, 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 Pastor, even I prayed about it, even everybody. I said, no, 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 that's not what I asked. You don't worry about what everybody's saying. You, tell me, I'm your father spiritually. How do you feel when the lights are off? How do you feel about this situation? You get married in six months now. How do you really feel about this? He said, uh, well, pastor, you know, what can I do, you know, my circumstances and my age? And I said, you know, this is not all I'm asking you. Everything you're saying right now, I agree with you. But how do you feel inside you? He said, well, pastor, to be honest with you, this and this and that. I said, you know, if I were in your shoes, it's tough. But if I were in your shoes, I would pray more to find out what, if this is what God wants me to do. Well, you know, the, the momentum of the preparation Carried her. She just went on and on and on and on and on. To cut the long story short, they got married. And I'm not exaggerating God Almighty is my witness. They got married. And I'm not scaring you either, but I have to tell you. That's why you have all these examples in the Bible of people that didn't do well, so that you can learn. Six months later, not six years, you had me right. Six months. I'm sure that six months they stretched it. I suddenly, I suddenly saw the lady. Of course, you know, they got married. The lady followed the man. So six months later, I suddenly saw the lady in church. Six months. Walking the ball. I said, oh, hi, hello. I haven't seen you in a while. But anyway, nice to see you in church today. Wow, good. Awesome. How is your husband? How is church? He said, um, Pastor, I would like to see you. I can see from my body language. I said, oh, sure. Book an appointment. What had happened? The reason why the guy had married her was because she was a citizen. She was a permanent resident. Permanent resident or citizen. One of them. One of the two. Can't remember exactly now. And the guy was a student, so he married her. Okay, I remember the question I asked the guy now. The girl was about five years older than the guy. So I asked the guy, this is something you've considered, and you're sure of this. So I saw that he got a little bit ruffled. There's nothing wrong in that. 
you know, as many of you know, I'm 52, my wife is 54, so if you remember anything in arithmetic, that tells you she's two years older than me. You know, I was 26, she was 28 when we got married. That doesn't bother me. You would never even know anything. When you come to my house, you know I'm the king of my domain. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's no question about that. The unrivaled, undisputable champion in my house. Do you understand? You know, and she, she, lo she loves it. She teaches many women about, about, about what the Bible calls confident submission. Okay? This is not about being a slave, but this is about knowing who you are, understanding your unique position, but understanding also that in terms of functionality of the family, the man is the head, and you let him be the head. Praise God. This, my, this guy got it. So he did it, he did it because he wanted, he wanted to straighten out some of his immigration papers. Then once the things were in place and everything, he started mistreating the girl, mistreating the girl, mistreating the girl, and the girl just felt, no, I gotta go out of this situation. You don't know everything, and I'm not talking about relationships only, in every area. You don't know everything, but God does. God knows. That's why this teaching is very important. Witness of the Spirit. How are you feeling? Take time. One day, one and a half days, two days, sometimes maybe three days. Pray fast. Father, I'm just trying to, I don't want to make a mistake. You've said in your word that you will lead me. Psalm 32 verse 8. I'm praying that you will lead me, Lord. If I'm about to make a catastrophic mistake with my life, Father, guide me. Lord, if, if this door has opened and it's got nothing to do with you, I will lead. Imagine when, the, when I was supposed to go to Edmonton. Imagine if I had gone to Edmonton. Yes, I would have been practicing pharmacy. Maybe I would have had, definitely I would have had a lot more money. Amen. The car that I said, you drive a bit and you push a bit, I would never have had that experience. But I would never have had anything close to the fulfillment I have today. Okay. Seeing lives change, seeing lives transformed every single day, hearing different stories of people that have been transformed. Today now, today, this day, uh, you know, in the earlier early service we had, church, I dedicated two properties today. You know, just they gave me the key. I said, oh, praise God. I dedicated the, the properties. And these are people I know. I saw them. I knew their stories when they came in. I saw how God has transformed life. I've seen students. I've seen changes in lives of people. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I've known people that were very, very young. They became teenagers. From teenagers, they become young adults. Young adults, they get married. Okay, after their wedding, they have the child. I'm at the dedicating the child. And all of that, I've seen transformation in lives. Okay, so it's amazing. I've seen people that were on weed and all of that, and they live a clean life. I've seen addictions being broken. Okay. I've seen changes. I know of somebody that was a kleptomaniac that was always going to stores all over the place here in this Canada, stealing things as a young adult. I've been to juvenile jail to go and minister to this person. And now their life is sorted out. Amazing. The power of God transformed that life. You see? I've seen, I've seen all that. I've seen marriages that are at the edge Tetris at the edge of complete collapse, not just divorce. The type of collapse that the building is completely collapsed. And I've seen both of them now come together, you know, being stitched together by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that, you can't buy that with money. I forgot to have given one. Now, all of this could have happened completely without me, but forgot to give me the privilege to sit on the front row seat to see the Holy Spirit doing all of this. It's incredible. You know, on, in the first service, we were reading a testimony of a man that was healed of a heart condition. Okay? We were reading of that testimony. Incredible stories that like with it. So it's quite a privilege. But all of this happened because we prayed that prayer. Lord, if I'm trying to, if I'm missing it, 
If there's something I don't know and I'm taking this direction and I'm missing it, Lord, correct me. Lead me. I just want to make sure I'm not outside of your will. Okay? And then the Holy Spirit will work it out. Did you get anything from this service today? Okay. So, that's very important. Let me just give you two more scriptures. I'm still talking about the witness of the Spirit. Uh, and I know time is gone. Can I have another five minutes? Is it okay? Please. All right. Let's look at Acts chapter 27, verse 9 to 10. This is when Paul was in a boat on his way to Italy, Rome, to preach the gospel. Okay, they were going as a prisoner with a group of prisoners. And uh, everything looked fine. But see what, see what happens with the witness of the Spirit. When much time had been spent, and then they were now in a storm, sailing, and was now dangerous because of the, fa- because of the fast they talking about there is a season of called fall, what we call fall today, before winter was already fast approaching or over, Paul advised them, look at what Paul said to them. Men, now, after the word men, I, what's the next word? Perceive. I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster. I want you to notice that Paul did not say that I had God say to me, or I had the voice of God. What did he say I did? Perceive. That perceive is saying that inside me, it's not the voice of God. The witness inside me is telling me that this thing is going to end in loss. It's going to end in loss. So that's the, it perceived that. It perceived that. That's the witness of the Spirit. Jump to verse 30. Verse 30 to 33. Keep going. Verse 30, 27. You know. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, when they are let down the skiff into the sea, keep going, keep going. Under pretense. Okay, keep going. Paul said to the centurion soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, they cannot be saved. Now, the logical thing to do was to jump into the lifeboat and start running away. But Paul told them, listen, I'm telling you, if they don't stay inside this boat, now, to be able to come to that conclusion, that's by the witness of the Spirit. He just knew that this thing, you want to travel, you want to get on the plane, you want to go, you know, my wife bought a ticket two years ago, 2019. She was to travel, you know, to Africa. We bought a ticket, everything was ready. True life story, 2019, December. Well, I said, you know, baby, you got to go now before we move into this building. We're moving to this building the following year, first quarter of 2020. You got, this is time to go. She, we bought a ticket a week before for her to go. She started feeling the rumblings. So I said, you feeling, why are you feeling? I said, okay, you know what, let's, like I said to you now, let's wait and let's pray. So we took a day off. Let's pray, Father, if we're doing the wrong thing, if this is, we don't know why, but everything looks set up. We bought a ticket, but... Then the pressure on the inside of her increased, the perception. And she stopped. She didn't go. She didn't go. We rescheduled the ticket for two, three months later to go. When that time came again, it was March. She started feeling it. Then she didn't go. Thank God she did not. I won't say much more than that for now. Thank God she did not. Later on, when everything played out, we realized that, oh my God. Thank God. Don't override it. Don't ignore that feeling. Don't say, oh, man. When you tell your friends, they say, okay, tell me, give me one good reason why you should not do this. I don't have a good reason I can give you because it's not logical. Do you understand what I'm saying now? I can't have, I don't have a good reason. But I perceive it inside me. And what I should not do is to override it or just ignore it. What should I do? Wait. Thank you, sir. Wait. And while I'm waiting, I'm not loafing around. What should I do while I'm waiting? Fast, but what, what is the real purpose of the fast? To pray, to increase which sensitivity of sensitivity of, of the spirit, yes, and to decrease sensitivity of the fantastic. Stand on your feet like a champion. You guys are great. 